all ninjas. Calling all ninjas. It's time for Lime Ninja Radio. Today on Lime Ninja Radio. Because in our minds, this conference is for the people. We're not doing it for us. We're doing it for the medical providers. We're doing it for the patients. We're doing it for the community at large. And we want to make sure whoever you are, when you walk through the door, whatever you're looking for, we are going to do our best to have it waiting for you on the inside. This podcast is sponsored by the Lyme Ninja Symptom Tracker. I'm so excited to tell you about our new Lyme Ninja Symptom Tracker. One of the things I hear over and over again, whether it's talking to a patient in my office or consulting over the phone with a client, is just how difficult it is to keep track of progress on their Lyme journey. Recording symptoms daily or even weekly gives them too many data points. There are so many ups and downs, twists and turns that at some point they get lost and confused. The Lyme Ninja Symptom Tracker takes all the guesswork out of tracking symptoms with a simple monthly questionnaire. Once a month is the perfect interval to see if that new supplement or protocol is working. Right now, when you take the Symptom Tracker questionnaire, we give you a simple composite score for the month. But we have big plans and the data you enter will not be lost as we roll out new features. Best of all, it's free. Just head on over to LimeNinjaRadio.com slash tracker and sign up. That's LimeNinjaRadio.com slash tracker. You'll be glad you did. Join us every Thursday on iTunes for the latest episode of Lime Ninja Radio. Hello, I'm your host and Lime Journey Guide, McKay Rippey, and this is episode number 227. And just like I said last week, I'm going to say it again, this show's going to be a little bit different. And the main reason this show's a little bit different is Aurora is out visiting her twin sister in Minnesota, and they're spending their birthday together. So I don't have my sidekick with me, so you're just going to have to suffer along with me. We do have a great show this week. I'm interviewing Angel Rice and Paula Jackson-Jones, and they are the Vice President and President of the Midcoast Lyme Disease Support and Education Group, and they are putting on the fifth annual conference this year in Augusta, Maine. I'm going to be the MC again this year and also presenting my Lyme journey roadmap to help you get Lyme free without all the pain and suffering and fear and confusion that goes along with what should I be doing next. And the theme of this year's conference is empowering the patient. And they have an amazing lineup of speakers. And the date of this is April 26th. Doors open at 7 a.m. at the Augusta, Augusta Civic Center in Augusta, Maine. If you haven't made plans to be there and you can, highly recommend it. Like I said, I'm going to be there. I'm the MC. Dr. Tom Moorcroft is going to be there. He's the keynote speaker. Dr. Kristen Honey again, and she's from the Department of Health and Human Services and is instrumental in the government's work in finally getting things moving in the right direction. We're happy to see that. Pat Smith from the Lyme Disease Association will be there. Dr. Darren Engels, we interviewed him about his book and his approach to Lyme. Dr. Robert Bransfield, his amazing work with psychiatry in Lyme. We've also interviewed him. Also, Professor Holly Ahern, another good friend of ours with the Lyme Action Network. Bob Giger with Igenix. I've tried to line him up to interview, 
but maybe this time we'll, we'll be able to pin him down. Also, Dr. Liz Yuri, a naturopathic physician, Dr. Dorothy Leland, I'm sorry, Dorothy Leland, she's not a doctor. She should be, though. And she's the vice president of LymeDisease.org. Sandra Berenbaum will be there. Olivia Goodrow from Live Lyme Foundation. Greg Kirk, he's awesome. He's from the Tickdall Foundation. Beth Harrison at TBC United. And Phil Hendricks from Garrick Alternatives rounds out the speakers. It's going to be an amazing, amazing event. They've got tons of vendors there. It's going to be a great day. If you can all make it out there, there's easy hotel access right nearby the Civic Center. It's really set up Friday, April 26th. Doors open at 7. The conference starts at 8 a.m. and goes all the way to 5 p.m. Come for some of it. Come for all of it. Come for part of it. It's going to be awesome. Make sure if you're there that you come up and say hello to me. I'd love to meet you face-to-face. Always great to meet listeners. And with all that said, we'll dive right into the interview with Angel and Paula. And they go into great depth about why this is going to be such an awesome conference. I know you'll love the conversation and learn something, even if you aren't able to make it. Here's our interview with... Angel Rice and Paula Jackson Jones. Hello, ladies. This is McKay Rippey from Lime Ninja Radio. So happy to have you both with us today. And Paula, why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about the okay. conference coming well, up. We are hosting our fifth annual Mid-Coast Lyme Disease Support and Education Conference on Friday, April 26th at the Augusta Civic Center. Doors open at 7 a.m. And we will have a phenomenal speaker lineup from 8 to 5.30. We will have close to 100 community partners and exhibitors that all have educational material, uh, products and services available on hand for people to sample. There's something for everybody, whether you're a medical provider, you can come and learn more about new diagnostic testing. You can learn more about new protocols to implement. And if you're a patient, you can come and meet some of the Lyme literate providers that will be there. Get a, you know, talk to them, get to know them a little bit, a bit about how they, uh, you know, how they diagnose people. What is their practice like? What is their treatment modalities like? And, you know, like I mentioned a few minutes ago, there'll be samples. Um, so we've got a, we've got a really great lineup. We're going to be covering everything from A to Z and back to A again. And I don't want to forget to mention that we have an amazing MC that's coming back again this year, the amazing McKay Rippy. Who who that? <laughs> As my father would say. Awesome. He is awesome. Well, you're too kind. I'm looking over the list of speakers and it really is quite wonderful. And your keynote speaker this year, you're really excited about We're hearing from him. That Dr. Tom Moorcroft will be joining us this year, and that he has accepted the invitation to be our keynote speaker. 
I met Tom about five years ago when we first started this organization and we went um, down to Connecticut and we were, you know, networking with other advocates and checking out their conferences. And I think every year since then, we've um, asked him up to Maine and he's always been busy that weekend or he'll be out of the town or out of state or, you know, has some prior commitment. And so this year, I right back at it again. And this must be our lucky year because um, there are several speakers that we've not been able to have uh, due to prior commitments that have agreed to speak this year. So we're thrilled. We're absolutely thrilled with the lineup. I think it's going to be a diversified group. They're going to cover a bunch of very important subjects. Um, but I think more importantly, they're leaders in the Lyme community and they're very well respected. So I'm thrilled to have them all at our conference under one roof. Angel, what are you most excited about during this 2019 conference? I think what conference? I'm excited about is that last year we had just under 900 people. And this year, all I can envision is heading over 1,000 to 1,500 people very easily Um, I would not be surprised if we hit that mark this year. And on top of that, we're going to be having several advocates from all over the United States. We have people coming from all around the world. So we're growing in a way that we never thought was possible in the very beginning. Um, You know, we started with the Mid Coast and grew to the whole state and being a full state resource. Um, but now we're able to tap into those experts that are very well-known and respected and able to bring that to Maine. Um, you know, unfortunately, our cases of tick-borne disease are not going down. They're going up. So this is very badly needed, um, and it's at a really good time in the spring. We're all starting to think about uh, ticks and tick-borne disease and prevention and it's going to have absolutely everything under the roof, meaning even prevention products, uh, being able to talk to the people that spray your lawns or uh, Sawyer. We're going to have uh, Dog Not Gone, all kinds of just different resources that we talk about. Their prevention talks are all going to be under one roof. So really patients and providers and their families are all going to walk away with something. Um, And also, it's all for free. Um, So, you know, people are able to come in whenever they would like within the day and be able to grab the information they feel would fill in those gaps for them. I'd like to add on to that. Um, When we were getting ready to host last year's event, we were right up until, I think, the day of we were still being contacted by people that wanted to come. They were asking if there was any speaking opportunities, if we had any cancellations, could they come? And Dr. Darren Ingalls was one of those folks. Um, He heard about us sort of late in the season and uh, he reached out and he and I had a great conversation, but unfortunately we were booked solid. And um, so I reached out to him this year when we, you know, when we started thinking about, you know, the speaker lineup for this year and um, same things happening again. I mean, it was probably mid-February. We were still getting people that were reaching out to us and saying, we heard about your conference. 
can we come and speak? And we've been turning people away. We've been, you know, making a list to start for next year. Um, because these are people that, you know, if we had the space for them, we would absolutely love to have it. Um, we can't really go beyond, you know, people, the time that we allow for people to have their lunch and to network with the exhibitors. Some people say, well, would it ever turn into a two day event? Well, you know, I've been to two day events. I've been to three day events and that's not usually something that you put patients through. You know, I've been to a three-day medical conference. We've got a three-day sportsman show coming up. Um, you know, something like that is different. Your audience is different. They're a little more able-bodied. They can pick and choose the days that they want to come. Um, I think it would be a lot to ask our exhibitors to sign up for being there for three days, maybe having some of it targeted more towards medical and some of it more towards patient. But we've been very successful and having a good balanced blend to be able to offer something for everybody. And they're just coming for the day. If you were at our conference last year, they probably remembered that we had a tremendous amount of speakers. And what we noticed from that, um, and we've experienced it at other conferences, is if we give people too many options, they become overwhelmed. They don't know who to see. They feel conflicted. There's, you know, two speakers going on at the same time. And so we really, we read the feedback that we get on the evaluation forms. And when they say, go back to the original format of one speaker at a time, because in our mind, this conference is for the people. We're not doing it for us. We're doing it for the medical providers. We're doing it for the patients. We're doing it for the community at large. And we want to make sure whoever you are, when you walk through the door, whatever you're looking for, we are going to do our best to have it waiting for you on the inside. And this year's theme is empowering the patient. So that really just fits right into what you're talking about and listening to the feedback and incorporating that into how you set up the conference. And what, what exactly do you mean by empowering the patient? What one patient needs is not always what another patient needs. But we find that if you can make the resources available to a patient and their family, or you can make resources available to a medical provider, we are then, in a sense, empowering them to make the best possible decision with all the options available to them with regards to the path towards better health. You know, right now, Mainstream medicine, if you don't feel good, you go to your primary care doctor, you, you go into the exam room, you sit there, you're seen for 15, 20 minutes, they might figure out what's wrong with you, you walk out with a script, you go to the store, you get your script filled, you go home. You don't really have a say in that. The doctor says, oh, you've got an ear infection, here's your script, there you go. From a perspective of Lyme and tick-borne disease, we all know there is no one-size-fits-all. And, and even when I'm talking to organizations and businesses, we're finding there are so many more options that patients can utilize, not only for navigating their way through um, this maze towards better health, but maybe symptom control or symptom management. 
and there's not a lot of support for them in between doctor visits, we want them to know that there are so many other things that they need to consider. They need to widen their circle of support, whether that includes Reiki, lymphatic massage, um, you know, cryotherapy, float therapy, um, musical therapy. I mean, you name it. There are so many therapy modalities out there. There are some I've never even heard of flower essence therapies. I mean, somebody would say, what is that? What does that even mean? And, you know, patients are, they're, they're remaining sick longer and they're running out of funding. They're running out of money. They're finding their insurances aren't covering stuff. So what other options do they have to live the, the life the, the best way that they possibly can? And so, you know, we've got an advocate speaker who is going to share a lot of alternative things that he went through. Um, we've got another advocate speaker who not only took an al- you know, an alternate route, but the route that he took, not only did it work for him and his family, he then turned around and became a distributor. And he now travels around and shares information about those products. And so it's just a matter of sharing information, just giving people more information, more options. And a lot of these options are not expensive, but they don't even know that they exist. McKay, we've never really had a theme, like we've never formalized a theme before, other than just, you know, we're bringing in all these people under one roof for the sake of the patients and the providers. For some unknown reason, we looked at each other this year and it just happened. We're like, we need to empower the patient. And the conversations that we have with people, with the speakers, with the community partners, with the exhibitors, that word empower is coming up over and over and over and over again. So that just tells us that we're on the right path that we have the right people and that, you know, this year we are definitely going to provide something that is going to be more patient focused. People are going to come walking out with more resources. So it's really a practical, here's tools that I can take a look at and maybe add to my toolbox and not break the bank at the same time. Somebody talked to me, like I said, you know, about flower essence therapy. I had no idea what it was even about. I had never even heard of it before. But after having, you know, a quick 10-minute conversation, I was really intrigued by it. And I know in talking with you, we're, you know, we're going to have you as one of our sort of our mini speakers. And I know you're going to, you know, what you're going to present falls right in line. I mean, navigating the, helping the patient navigate through this maze, it all, it all goes hand in hand with what we're trying to do. We're just trying to help the patient, empower them with information and resources and options. And then we step back and they can make the best possible decision. My presentation is going to be on really creating an overall map or plan for the entire process of 
getting through Lyme disease. And that even includes things like getting your mind right, you know, getting the right attitude to begin with. And then how do you, how do you make a plan? And oh, by the way, you probably need a budget as well, <laughs> right? Because it is, it's the reality of it. And if you have a million dollars in the bank, you have certain options open to you. And if you have a thousand dollars in the bank, you have other options open to you. And it's important not to get hung up on either, either end of that. But if, if you know going in what your options are and sort through them, then you can say, okay, I want to do this first, this second, and I know I can afford this, and maybe I need to save a little while to, to try you know, plan B, so to speak. And I think it is also very, very important to have a plan B and a plan C. But so many times we put all our hopes and dreams into one protocol basket, and if it works, hallelujah, and if it doesn't, then we're devastated. Exactly. And I think that's where this whole idea of empowering the patient came into play. You know, we don't plan on staying sick. It's not something that when we first become ill, we don't think, okay, we need a long-term plan for this. But when you talk to people and you realize, hey, I think I've been sick far longer than I realized and treatment could go longer than I would rather it go. It's like what you just said. If we put all our eggs in one basket and it doesn't work, we're devastated. But what if you didn't have to do that? What if you knew that if you tried this option and it didn't work, that there were so many other options out there that you could try? And that's something that we talk to patients, not only in our groups, but in our talks and presentations and also one-on-one. We we try to bring the reality of the situation right up to the front. And just like we tell people, you know, when you start treatment, you're going to get, you know, you might feel worse before you feel better. We also let them know that whatever you start off with, with treatment, you might end up switching it up. You might end up switching things around quite a bit. I know many of us have buckets of stuff that we tried Giving that information to somebody up front as they start their journey empowers them so that when they hit these little hiccups, they're not devastated. On some mental level, they were prepared for it. I know that might sound a little bit weird. We feel devastated because we're out of options. We put all our eggs in that one basket. It failed us, and now we're out of options. We're devastated. Speaking of adding things to your toolbox, what speaker or what vendor are you going to make a beeline to? It's like, who who in the whole group there are you really excited to learn more about? Angel, let's hear from you. Dr. Bransfield and Dr. Ingle. So for me, because I've never heard them in person, Beth Kerrison with red meat allergy, I have a lot of allergies myself. Um, just understanding that more personally as a patient is certainly very interesting But I think out of the bunch, the one that I'm very excited to have is Dr. Bransfield. Um, I had a lot of metric Lyme disease myself. So to see someone to come in and really validate that part of the journey, that this isn't just you're just depressed or anxious, but this is a very real medical uh, issue that's going on, but also being aware for caregivers that for patients that have rage or could go through times of wanting to commit suicide. This is very real, and we need to be really aware of the mental health piece um, in this whole complex 
Lyme journey. Um, when it comes to all of our exhibitors, I know a lot of them already. We work with them on a daily basis, really. Um, I think the ones that are my favorite um, tend to be the ones where it's products that I've used myself and actually had good success with. Uh, Phil Hendricks from Garrick Alternatives, he's going to be speaking and as a community partner. Um, I just really appreciate the fact that he goes to his patient and will actually go through all the different options that they carry. It's very clear what's in their CBD products. It, you don't have to guess on the reliability of them. And also, he's a patient himself. He gets what this journey's like. Uh, I told this to Paula a while ago. I felt like I went from sick angel to healthy angel. And it took me a while to really make that mind shift because uh, I had been sick a really long time from being a teenager to an adult. So this conference empowers us to really be able to take ourselves kind of from where we are and maybe turn some corners and really connect with resources that help us to make those strides forward and to know we don't have to do it alone. Um, I think that was the biggest thing that Paul and I went through. We lived 30 minutes away from each other during our treatment, and we had no idea that um, we lived 30 minutes away from each other. So it's really making sure patients have that support and multi-levels of support when they leave our doors. If people knew how hard Angel and I work with this organization, if they knew how much time, blood, sweat, personal sacrifice goes into our organization, and we do this all volunteer, we don't get paid, we do it, like she said, because of what we went through, we want to make it easier on, on others. When we're not busy traveling around the state, sharing our resources and giving prevention talks, because, you know, we don't, we want to slow down the growth of this epidemic. We want to try to prevent as many new cases as possible, but at the same time, have those resources in our back pocket to help those that have been afflicted. We're excited when we forge new relationships with some of our vendors. Um, we have been working very closely with Sawyer for the past couple of years. They've been keeping an eye on us through social media. I've gotten very close to the head of their marketing department. She's actually a Maine girl and uh, who, you know, lives elsewhere now, but her, her family roots are here in Maine. And she went to bat and said, I need to be at this conference. I need to be a part of this this year. And they're one of our biggest sponsors of the conference. And it's a, it's a company that sells prevention products. So, you know, there's going to be a minority of people at our conference that are not touched by, <laughs> touched by this disease. But if they can take this information back so that they don't get reinfected, and for the people from the community that are venturing in, because this conference is free for everybody, everybody and anybody is welcome. Um, for us to have a member of, you know, one of our national partners to actually advocate to want to be there at our conference, we were touched. We were on that they wanted to come. That's just awesome. And I, for one, will speak for everybody else and say, we, I think we do appreciate 
all the work that goes into making something as large as a conference, especially anybody who's involved in a in a Lyme disease support group in their local area knows how much work it is just getting a few people to show up once a month or twice a month. So putting on a national conference is an amazing thing. Now, I know you've said admission is free. Do people need to register so you have an idea of who's coming? Pre-registration is not required. Uh, what it is is just coming for 7 a.m. when the doors open. And that's when people will just do some light registration. It will not take long. And that just lets us capture information where people are coming from. And uh, that way we kind of know for next year what are some areas we haven't hit yet in our own state and what other states and countries people are coming from. Awesome. So all you have to do is show up at the door sometime around 7 a.m. And it's there for people coming from a distance. Is it or hotels nearby? Is it easy for folks? Yes. Um, if you go to our conference website, there is a full listing of hotels. The Best Western is right nearby. And uh, there's a hotel block there for conference attendees. And there's also additional hotels right in the area. And what's the website address that people can go to? It's conference2019.mldsc.org. Uh, also, if it's just easier, people can go straight to our mldse.org website, hit the conference tab, and it'll open right up into our conference uh, mini website. And everything is all in one spot. We are prepared to be able to seat up to 1,500 people. Um, last year, we weren't really sure what the headcount was going to be because the previous year we had had just a little over 600. So we had prepared to seat up to close to 1,400, I think, for last year. And when all was said and done, we had an attendance of just under 900. It was like 887 that came through those doors that day. They came from 17 different U.S. states, including Canada. And it was roughly a 60-40 split with 60% of the attendees being patients and 40% being medical providers. And I think having Dr. Bransfield come this year, um, there's going to be a huge emphasis on uh, his talk, um, his connection of tick-borne disease and mental health and suicide, the psychiatric manifestations of the disease. And so one of our partners that's going to be there, NASW, the National Association of Social Workers, we're going to have them there. They have a workshop that has already been approved for CE credits for social workers and for any other medical provider. So not only would they be able to come and hear Dr. Bransfield give his talk about his latest study, they can go right over to one of the booths and sign up for a local workshop to learn more about the connection between tick-borne disease and mental health. So that's, you know, whether we're empowering the patient or empowering the provider, we want to have as many resources there to just push the education a little bit further and just make the resources readily 
and freely available. That's awesome. I want to thank you both very much for putting this on, for being willing to come on and talk to me about it, to our audience here. Encourage everybody out there to get your GPS loaded up, (laughs) get directions to the Augusta Civic Center in Augusta, Maine, and we'll see you there on Friday, April 26th at 7 a.m. when the doors open. We're looking forward to it. Thank you. Thanks, Angel. Thanks, Paula. Thank you. If you like what we're doing here at Lime Ninja Radio, hit the subscribe button so you won't miss an episode. And if you really like what we're doing, leave us a review on your podcast app. It helps us reach more people just like you. And if you really, really like what we're doing here at Lime Ninja Radio, share this podcast with a friend. You just might save their life. If you have any feedback, suggestions for guests, really anything at all, just send an email to feedback at LimeNinjaRadio.com. And last, as you longtime Lime Ninjas know, this podcast would not be complete unless we left you with the Lime Ninja fact of the day. And the same fact when Aurora's away, did you know that without Aurora, there is no Lime Ninja fact of the day? Radio is a purely public broadcast and is not intended to be personalized medical advice for any individual's specific situation. Each individual's medical situation is unique and Lime Ninja Radio should not be relied upon and or considered as personalized medical advice. Lime Ninja Radio is not licensed to render medical advice and should be considered simply the public opinion of Lime Ninja Radio and its guests. Recommendations on specific treatment options are not intended to address any listener's particular medical situation. As always, contact your physician before considering any new treatment.